You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK. I'm here with the boys, the loser, Andy. Yeah, mixed emotions, guys. Good classic score. Terrible draft score. Yeah, you don't celebrate <laughs> wins in round one, so I give it to you too much. But welcome, Corbs. Hey, guys. It was uh, good watching, just sitting back, watching you two go to and fro <laughs> as the games rolled through. I've got no idea how I pulled that one with a couple injuries, but it was tight. Like I said, I won't brag because it doesn't mean anything in round one. This, this is the first time you've actually been humble, and I uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're down. You've got no back, so I don't want to give it to you right now. But, guys, tonight on the show, we're going to be joined firstly by Dane Clark. From Clarkie's in a roll column, he'll have the latest news and rumours. Before Clarkie, we'll rip into our studs and duds. So a bit of fun to kick off from round number one. And then after Clarkie finishes, we will wrap into, sorry, we'll rip into Team List Tuesday. But before any of the guys we do with that, so please join our Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps. There's about 1,600 people in that tip uh, in the Fantasy Comp. So it is free to enter. $500 cash prize for first place. All the details will be in the episode notes or head over to TalkingLeaguePod.com. Big shout out to our leader at the moment, Benjamin W. And his team is called Roosters2481. He scored a massive 1,040 points. So he's leading the Talking League Cup at the moment. But it's pretty it's pretty tight because I think I'm about 250th, boys, and I, did, I scored 955. So it's very, very tight. I know you guys are only five or ten points behind me as well. Mm. But before we kick off, head over to social media as well. Follow our daily player and team analysis Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram, Talking League One on Twitter, and thank you to everyone that has left our reviews on Apple Podcasts. But guys, let's rip in, and the first one is... How good is this bloke? <laughs> so, our studs boys. Andy, you're laughing, so you just kick us off. Yeah, the first studs of the of the season. It's uh, Thank you for having that honour. Uh, my first stud is David Fofuda. Um, from hearing he had that three, was it? I think it was uh, three days in hospital with that infection. Mm. And then to still play seven minutes and produce 60 points, unbelievable. So yeah. it's five tackle breaks, three offloads, 26 tackles, zero misses. And, yeah, I just can't believe he was um, in hospital and then finally come back. So, um, yeah, big one for everyone who sort of picked him because he's delivered a little bit. This is just the start. <laughs> Watch yeah. him to go bigger. I like him. Corbs, your one. Yeah, I went uh, to Vita Pengai Jr. I, I know he, he actually lost 2K, so he's not uh, super dud, but for 38 minutes, mm. he still rocked out 52 points. He didn't have any of those highlight reel um, attacking stats, so one tackle break, seven offloads, got him a, a, a few extra points, 25 tackles, no missed. Now, that could have been because he had the reduced minutes, but yeah, nothing outstanding, but if he can increase his minutes, he could be a very good pod. So... Um, Hopefully, his minutes do stay down. We lose a bit more money and we can uh, pick him up a bit cheaper, but he's not going to be going down too quickly at 2K <laughs> price redu- uh, reduction. Yeah, that 38 minutes, Corbs. You, you're a little bit worried about his fitness. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't really read into that one too much because he sort of had the opportunity to um, play those bigger minutes with a few of their big ones out, like Lodge going off early and then Haas, but yeah. they gave it to Carrigan. Yeah, yeah, 80 then, again. yeah, Ricky ended up playing 82, and he was dreadful at the back end of that, that game as well. So I was surprised he only played 38. He's going to have to lift that big time. Yeah. All right, boys, my first stud was my boy, Luke Keery. So 
I don't want to brag, but <laughs> <laughs> I can see a bit of Cronky in him. He's dominant. He likes the ball in his hands. I love those kick meters too. Four oh seven, three try assists. I'm not going to brag yet. It's not till round four. I'm bringing in the brag in round four, but definitely someone that should be on your radar if he's not in there already. That's 60 points that he scored in 70 minutes. A little bit of ice on that hammy, but I think he'll be right for next week. But studs again, Andy, give me your stud number two. Yeah, it was a tough one to pick. There's so many over the weekend, but I decided to go with David Clemmer. He punched out 74 minutes um, with the Knights. And mm. so 64 fantasy points, 24 all runs Ooh. for 217 metres. Like, that's, that's good in those that's, conditions too, Andy. Man, just running for 24 times at like full ball against the defensive line is just crazy in, in that stat. But 103 post-contact metres. And to top it off, 33 tackles and zero misses. Ooh. He was on fire. So, yeah, that's David Clemens, my second stud. I like that. Corbs, your second one. This one hurts me because I think I rubbished him on the first pod. Uh, the Fergo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, wondering who it was going to be, you picked eight people for your second goal. Yeah, I did have honourable mentions to um, <laughs> Isaiah Papali and Peach, who had that 0.96 points per minute. But you couldn't, you can't go past Fergo. Just with a few people in the backs, they've got a few that misfired. They probably didn't pick the right one. Um, Fergo could be an option, but... Um, I'm just wondering, it, it seems to be, is it a, a, an occurrence or is it a little bit of a um, uh, relationship with Brown and Lane moving over there? Um, now all the attack sort of seems to be working in, in the favour of the right side. Whether or not they'll change it, it's, I wouldn't sort of get him into your team just yet, but if, if it, they keep it up and persist with it, Fergo seems to be benefiting. <laughs> but if the team's not winning, I don't think they're going to keep with it. Boys, who dropped him? Andy, you dropped him, right? And then he was in free agency, I guess, for the whole week until that Friday, I think. Yeah, I'm, especially with my back, so I definitely needed him. <laughs> definitely <laughs> needed him. So, yeah, it hurt a little bit, but look, here we are. Let's move on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. The last guy for my studs is Joseph Tarmpity. You know, 42 minutes, he was a monster out there. I talked about a little bit of X Factor out of him. To think he scored 74 and 42 and it's just the base stats that are impressive. 29 tackles, only one miss, 131 metres. You add his one try, his seven tackle breaks. He did one run that was just scintillating, three offloads. He's he's the guy that is to watch this year. If he can get 50 minutes, I know that Horsburgh is still to come back in the team, but what was evident in that game was when Papali and him went off, Tigers came back into that game. I don't think they can continue to do uh, interchange where those two are off for long minutes, and I think Ricky is one of the smartest coaches. He'll he's smarter than me. So if I can see that he should be playing fifteen minutes, I know that I'm, he's my captain this week in fantasy. But <laughs> still, but uh, their bench is stacked though. Yeah, it is. Oh, they've they've got Gula, uh, Horsburgh, Corey, where and I. I don't know. Ryan James, on. mate. How, how, how good, good was, was he? Ryan James? Yeah, oh. but they had those three and Starling. Like that's that's a four bench that anyone would love to have in any other club. Yeah. Totally agree. But, boys, let's move on to the Naughty Boys 8. Corbs, Corbs, while you're there, why don't you kick us off with your stud? uh, Sorry, your dud. Uh, This was a lot of people's dud, Avarillo. Just got the 20 points. Um, I think it might be a case of this is going to be him for the rest of the year. He's 121 kicking metres to Flano's 500. So, (laughs) we know we sort of predicted that would be the case, but he's not going to get any extra stats there. Two missed tackles, two errors didn't help. But, you know, we, we thought, yeah, he's going to be the running half. 
one run for four metres. I he's he's going out of my team this week. I, I know that you you should sort of sometimes wait and see how they go, but come on, one run. No, he's gone. Andy, I know you want to stick with the Bulldogs, so take it away. Yeah, the other uh, terrible winger fullback was Corey Allen. So five percent owned, six a total of six fantasy points. Um, yeah, hundred metres, he attempted one tackle, and he missed it. <laughs> he only made two handling errors. Uh, so he is, he was awesome in my draft team, which doesn't help me hurt me. Along with uh, Corby's number <laughs> one dud. So yeah, it really hurt me. But I, I, I have no choice to stick with him anyways. But I'll stick with Avrilo in dra- in classic, because look, it's they're two young halves. Uh, starting a combination, I'll give him one more chance and then maybe I'll drop him next week. Yeah, and when you think running players probably suit more of a dry track, the forecast for Sydney this weekend is bad. It is going to absolutely torrential rain, they reckon, on Saturday and Sunday. So could be in for another slow game from both of the boys. But, boys, my first one, and, you know, when I give credit, I've also got to, you know, get a little bit of egg and sometimes have a look what I'm saying. Jordan Ricky, he's on my dud <laughs> list, but... What I want to do now is kind of maybe a little bit of education about where we, when we can we drop him and kind of little indicators that I'm looking for. So with Jordan Ricky, when you have a look at his performance on the weekend, he's got 10 misses and he also has a penalty conceded. So realistically, that's a 30-point turnaround. Now, we don't expect him to make all 10 tackles, especially when he had 31 to make. You've also got to consider they had three players injured. He had to play 80 minutes when really he should be playing 60 or 70. They had to put guys like Bellamore in the middle, Ben Teo, he was playing out in the center, so he got no rest at all. So realistically, what I like to do, especially with these young guys, is try to pick out a little bit of a forecast. So my forecast for Jordan Ricky, and this is for probably four rounds. I'm going to give him four rounds to hit this. It's 33 tackles with two or three misses. Two tackle breaks, which is what he's doing. Lift his game from 60 to 90 or 100 meters and one offload. Now, if he can get that defensive efficiency up, he should score you at least a base of 45 Given his attacking stats and his ability in the attacking sense, he's going to score a try probably one every five or six games. So that, that average could easily be 50. But what I'm saying is don't give up on him on the round one, especially when conditions are bad and he's also learning as a footballer. They'll be into him all week in the video. I guarantee you he bounces back this week. And like I said, give him four weeks, and that's the kind of way I like to do it. But Andy, you've got a suggestion with your forecast? I was just about to say... He was versing the mighty eels, so you can't expect him to perform that well. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for that. Corbs, have you got any forecasting tips for the people out there? Forecasting tips for... Like, do you see how I said I give him to round four and he's got to hit these spots? Do you do that with any players, both of you? Yeah, well, I've had a look at a couple of just players uh, within my team. Uh, one that sort of just comes to mind straight away is Big Stefano. So a lot of people have him because he was that cheap mid, and he missed seven tackles. Mm. So... You would expect him to, you know, you take that two or three, but there's a, a good chunk uh, of 12, maybe 15 points there that he can make up straight away. And mm. um, and that gets his score up to that decent, uh, I think he was at 20-something. So that gets him up around the mid-30s, which you take. That's going to be that slow burn, which we expected. And uh, we'll dive into the bench for the Tigers. He could be getting more than 35 minutes this week. Yeah, Andy, well, before we move on, what's your kind of take on when to cut a player? Well, it's sort of the same sort of scenario where you see the potential 
like like you said, he missed ten tackles. That's twenty points he could have got. So if, if naturally his the coaches go to him, they grill him for every missed tackle. If they see a player missing ten tackles, I guarantee you they won't miss ten the next week. They're going to get grilled. It's also that plus also the schedule of 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 their um draw. So like you say, if they did have a shit game, and you know they've got three other teams coming up there, which are high class caliber players or high caliber teams from what you've seen the last couple of rounds, yep. you tend to go, well, maybe he's not worth it. Drop him and pick up someone else with an easier schedule. Yeah, fair enough. Now, Andy, we'll stick with you. Who's your second dud, man? So uh, it was a bit of a toss-up between two, but I'll pick uh, David Fusatua. Okay. So 20% ownership. and <laughs> um, huge. We, we did call him out uh, as a bit of a, a, a miss, as an avoid. Um, 11 fantasy points. Uh, 110 meters, two missed tackles, two errors. Um, in a winning side as well. So I, I just think, <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just uh, horrendous. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> Corbs, who's your dud number two, mate? Ah, uh, sorry. Before two, that seven missed tackles. Stefano only had three. I was thinking about uh, another player that I think you're looking actually, Jacob Little, mate. Yeah, in my draft team. So, um, <laughs> sorry about that one. Uh, Jack Bird was my other one. 16 percent owned. He only got the 13 points. I think everyone was hoping that he did play more that middle role because the points do come a bit easier than the outside backs. He, he got plenty of ball. He had 14 runs uh, for 129 metres um, and Lomax only had nine runs for 85 metres. So that wasn't the issue. Seven missed tackles. There we go. There's me seven. <laughs> one, one, one error. Uh, he did get a tackle break and two offloads. So there's a little bit of attack there, but you know, like seven missed tackles and error, that's huge. There's, there's yeah. 23, 24 points there. Um, you know, obviously he could, you're not going to get all uh, perfect and no missed tackles, but 13 points really does hurt um, for Jack Bird. I, I, yeah. I didn't pick him and I'm glad I didn't, but yeah, he's a bit of a dud. Yeah. Okay. My last one was Appy Corosau. Now, especially if you picked him up, he's a very high value, especially in a draft scenario. A lot of captains, he would, a lot of people would have captained him out there, but he only ended up, ended up playing 48 minutes. And you have a look at Cleary, what he's actually done. I think he's preserving some of these guys for the back end of the season. I think he's learnt from his errors from last year. Like I did mention a couple of times in the preseason, Appy faded towards the back end of last year. So I don't think this is a bad thing, especially if his price starts dropping. If you start seeing some trends where he starts picking up minutes, I think that's a buy signal because I think these 48 minutes might stick for a little while especially when he's trying to fit someone like May in, who probably does deserve some minutes somewhere in the team because he is a quality player. So I think they're actually trying to – when you think 24, 24 games they've got to play over 25 rounds, I think they know that they need Appy in this back end of the season. So it wouldn't surprise me if this kind of 48 minutes kind of doesn't finish until around that origin time. And they Then they unleash him into that back end. But right now, I don't think you can pick up Appy. He's just too, too much uncertainty around those minutes. So if, if they – Start playing well again. Do they even change it again? Because if they got a a good rotation with Appy in May, yeah, and they, and they keep winning, I guess why they need to play Appy for eighty? Yeah, I thought about that today too, Andy. Like, especially when you're playing these soft teams where you expect it to win, right? Because Kickout played forty two minutes. Like in a big game, you would expect him to play more than that. But wouldn't You'd surprise so. me again. Like, is it the kind of approach they go? Well, do we need to be playing our big guns, big minutes in games that we're going to win? Yeah, true. Especially these guys that have, you know, why play kick out 50 minutes if you're going to beat? They didn't even let the opposition in on the weekend. Like, they haven't missed a beat, like, really. They've got a quality bench, too, so they can afford to just rotate the players through. And, 
it's going to be a long season. Like there's already injuries. The HIA. There's going to be a lot of things coming to play this year. So. Yeah, I, I think coaches are, are on top of that sort of thing, and I think you might be right with Cleary just playing the smart long game. Yeah, definitely. All right, boys, let's just check in with Clarky, and then we'll rip into team lists. You've got mail. All right, guys, joining us this week is Dane Clark from Clarky's Rugby League column. He joins us for all the latest news and rumours. You can find him at Twitter, Clarky's underscore column, and Facebook, Instagram, Clarky's RL column. But Clarky, welcome to the show, bud. G'day, TK. Thanks for having me back. Pleasure, my man. Like, mate, plenty to talk about tonight. Let's start with Toddy Payton because he's just named his team. He's gone 1-17 to without any changes. His press conference was pretty controversial. What do you make of the whole thing? And are you seeing it more of a hinder or a help moving forward? Yeah, certainly naming the same 17 is very bold because they didn't show too much in attack. Mm. However, it is important to remember a lot of people were high on the Panthers last year for their offense but they were actually the first team in NRL history to hold a team um, to an average of 10 points or less across a whole regular season. Obviously, the COVID break and only playing 20 rounds did help that, but it's still an amazing statistic. So the Panthers are fantastic defensively. Mm. No doubt that was, again, the focus of their preseason. So there are alarm bells for the Cowboys, but they're not massive. Um, the alarm bells for me are his comments regarding Jason Tamalolo. Now, I, I sort of I can see this from both angles. So the first angle is you got a new coach come in. He wants to target the biggest fish, and he wants to say, you know, if I make an example of the biggest player and the best player in our team, then all the rookies and other guys think, oh, if he's going to do that to Tamalolo, he could come for us next. Yeah, and I get that as well and good. But the reason the Cowboys have struggled post Jonathan Thurston is realistically an over reliance on Jason Tamalolo. Um, the guy has averaged 200 meters in the middle and they're still coming in the bottom eight and performing so poor. Mm. So I don't know what Todd Payton means by these comments, because even if Tamalolo was to average 200 meters, there's no evidence to say they would have scored a point, let alone gone on yeah. to win the game. So um, I don't think it hinders us though, hinders them though. Um, I think JT is an ultimate professional and I'm honestly tipping him to come out and have a huge week. I think we'll see him run for at least 200 meters this week. Nice one. Like Especially that. against the Dragons, right? <laughs> yeah, like that. Now, next one, Joseph Suwali. He's the he's the whiz kid and he's 17 years old and now he's moved into that top 30. He's available to play. But where do you see him fitting in and do you see him playing much at all this year? Well, this is controversial, but I don't see him fitting in. Um, I know that's uh, obviously the question on everyone's lips. Where does he fit in? Um, but I think the real question is, who do you drop? Yeah. Um, because you can't drop the Morris boys. You can't drop Manu. You cannot drop Tedesco and Tupo. Um, unless he wants to play maybe prop or something. There's just, And even then, there's no room in this Roosters team for him. Um, I Honestly, this is a bit bold, but I think if there's no injuries this year, we won't see Suwali make his first great debut. I do think even if there are injuries such as, you know, let's say an outside back went down this week, mm. I don't see Trent Robinson bringing Suwali straight into a starting role mm. because he understands the pressure, the spotlight, and all the attention that would bring to him. I could still see him selecting someone like maybe Matt Ikuvalu from yeah. reserve grade, someone that's played NRL before, and then transitioning Suwali off the bench. And that's seen been the game mode with um, coaches in recent years. I mean, look at... Stephen Crichton, he started coming off the bench by the end of the year, consistent starter. Mm. I think the same thing could apply to Suwali, but only if there are injuries. Yeah, I agree with that, especially Ikevalu. He scored five tries, remember, in that game against the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, he's got game. game. He's just got to get an opportunity, really, right? Absolutely. But moving on, now, Matty Burden has been gone a little bit quiet over the last three weeks on kind of his moves to the doggies, but are you hearing anything? Is there any chance? Because they didn't, they didn't like that Avrilo Flano, it didn't really work last week. 
All I'm hearing is the Panthers are saying no, 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 and no again. Um, and that's just simply because they just stand to gain nothing if they do release Burton. Yeah. Um, but obviously they have science. They do have some depth there with Tyrone May and Jamin Salmon. However, if you look at the New South Wales Cup team sheet, Salmon's playing in the centres and Tyrone May is playing centre in a hooker backup role. Mm. So the only actual established player they have in a halves position that isn't obviously Luai or Cleary at this stage is Burton. Okay. And I think the Panthers are smart enough to realize if something happens to Jerome Luai, potentially mm. they could still win a premiership with Matt Burton there at five eighth with how dominant Nathan Cleary is. Um, if Cleary went down, maybe that changes a little bit. I think Burton's role would certainly change a bit. It would be more of a kicking heavy organization role and Jerome Luai would be more of an attacking half. So Panthers are smart enough to realize, hey, we gain nothing if we release Matt Burton. And there's already a bit of bad blood there, to be honest. They're not happy with Trent Barrett. And they've publicly given little hints, um, which I guess is enough for us to realize as fans. And I don't got to be Einstein. He, he was a coach at your club. He helped you get to the premiership. He helped you win seven in a row, minor premiership. Yeah. He bugs out in the middle of the year signing with another team and then start signing all your players that you've <laughs> developed for years. Um, it's pretty obvious to see why the Panthers aren't happy in this situation. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. 3 p.m. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's a great game. That I, I'm honestly nice. really excited for that game. There could be some you know, some cheeky matchups this week. There's some, some good ones. Most definitely. And I looked at that game also. I think last year the Bulldogs were really unlucky. There were a lot of times where a six again or a penalty could have been blown. Um, for what I understand, Trent Barrett has actually like literally sat down and recorded that like a screen record yeah. and is taking it to the referees and saying, so why wasn't this a penalty? So what happened here? <laughs> and so I think subconsciously the referee is going to be thinking, I've got to favor the Bulldogs this week, which could really bring them into the contest early against the Panthers. Yeah, it's going to keep him honest. But last question, mate. Now the cheese, plenty of rumors on the weekend of possibly that he wants out and then he came out and said that he doesn't. What are you hearing on, on that regard, Bunt? Yeah, absolutely nothing uh, is true with these rumors. They're all false at this stage. Uh, from what I understand, Brandon Smith is um, completely committed to the Melbourne Storm for 2021. Um, sort of similar to a Josh Adokar's situation. Um, mm. He's committed for this season. He believes that he can win another premiership with this team and send Craig Bellamy out a winner. Um, the interesting thing for me, though, is obviously once 2022 rolls around, Brandon Smith is going to have to start looking for another club. It's yep. that or he's going to have to say, I don't want to be a hooker anymore. I'm going to settle for being a lock. And he's publicly said that's not what he wants. So with Harry Grant there, realistically, I think Brandon Smith, if he does have incredible games until Grant comes back in round four or five, maybe he could keep Grant out of that nine jersey for a little bit with Grant in 14, um, Mm -hmm. particularly with how good he looked in the 14 for the Maroons. But I think every rugby league fan would agree that's not long-term. Long-term, Harry Grant's the nine um, you don't have to be a big footy fan to realize that. So the writing really is on the wall for Brandon Smith, but I just think he's smart enough to realize I'm on good money here. We're another chance to do something special and go back to back. Why would I leave yet? Yeah, we've got some good wa- hookers in the waiting, don't we? Brandon Smith, Tommy Starling, he's another one at Canberra, mate. Amazing player. Like yep. if some clubs like Canterbury, they're going for a bit of emotions, and there's some other clubs that also, you know, your Titans, you know, they can't really get it right. Rainy went okay last week. Also yeah. trying in Aaron Clark as well. But Broncos, Turpin went okay, but does he have that longevity of a season? So there's plenty of hookers in that waiting, man. 
Absolutely. And it's, it's a great thing to talk about when you think about uh, the NRL and golden eras. Well, the last sort of generation was the golden era of Harbs, Benji's, JT's, Mitchell Pierce's, Reynolds all coming through. Um, now it seems to be hookers and our fullbacks. They're the part of the spine that mm. are really standing out in the lower grades. Um, obviously the rule changes do help that, but then you go to young halfbacks and young five eights, and there's honestly not too many proven ones that are standing out um, at this stage anyway. Yeah, well, Clark, I really appreciate you joining me tonight, and we'll catch up with you next week, my man. Cheers, TK. I'll see you guys next week. All right, boys, back from a little bit of news with Clarky. So let's rip in. Team analysis now. Team list Tuesday. Let's start with the Thursday night game. We've got Para versus the Melbourne Storm. That should be an absolute cracker. But back for Parramatta, Murata Nukore. So he takes Keegan Hipgrave's spot on the interchange bench. The Storm, they've kept Tyson Smoothie. And apart from that, Branko Lee... Rugby League guru who we've had on the podcast before, He's he said he's about three weeks away. He spoke to Branko today. But Branko has a confirmed that he's been only training in the centres. So expect Remus Smith to go back to the wing once he's back. But, Corbs, let's start with you. What did you see out of that first game? Yeah, the Papali'i, he was outstanding. And if I was Lane, I'd be very worried. I don't know if they're going to keep just playing him for that impact off the bench, but... If he was to jag a spot and increase his minutes, as I mentioned just before um, with our studs, he had a 0.93 points per minute. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely one to watch. Other than that, um, it's just all sort of pretty standard for the Storm. Yeah, uh, There won't be too much change for them. Yeah, Andy, Nikore is back. And just having a look at his average from last year, he actually averaged 40 minutes. How does kind of, especially with your boy, he's kind of, in, what did he play on the weekend, Paulo? Was it 58 minutes, 60? Uh, f- 59 minutes, yeah, to just shy of 60. Bloody impressive, though. He got some good minutes out. Oh, but just his footwork, I'd... I think it was towards the end of the game. He would literally stand in front of someone and he stepped around a defender. Like, look at the size of the bloke. How, how is he stepping here? Yeah, he's a beast. But yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't worried, but I was thinking, where's the 65 minutes? Where are they coming? But yeah. no, nah, I think Maratha Nakore will come off the bench. He's a bit of a, they've used him a bit more of a prop instead of a, um, a second eight, mm. a, a second row. But yeah, I think he'll sort of impact a bit of, it will bring a bit of impact on to the team, but mate, when you're playing against a storm, I just don't see us um, delivering against them. Yeah, uh, with Lane because he got a few minutes cut last week as well. But Keegan Hitrave only played 13 minutes, so you'd think Nikore would play more than 13 minutes, being a natural middle. Maybe well, pa- I think Papa Lee does he lose a few minutes? Is that what's going to happen? Well, Keegan got injured, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know how the rotation would be because you think Nakoro would get twenty plus minutes, so they need to come from someone. But then again, how do you take Papaliti off? He's he's shown he's shown to us he's a workhorse and a weapon. So it's one of the major things why we came back from the Broncos that game was because he was on the field. Yeah, and boys, maybe with Reed Marnie that kick up the butt that he needed with two hookers now chasing him, he proved he was an eighty minute hooker on Friday, and I'm looking forward to seeing if he can back that up. I hope he does. Yeah, we said that. We said that the nipping of the butt, it just makes people play, play a little bit better. And Reed's a case in point, had no one last year. And look, he's got Joey and um, eventually Nathaniel Roach and <laughs> joins me 100 clubs. So. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Reedy. For sure. Now, hey, Corbs, <laughs> for us, big supporters of Christian Welsh, you've got him in your, your draft team and your classic team. But he got that 50 minutes out. Probably something that not a lot of people have been making aware of. Turnover, boys. Well, she scored two two turnovers. That wasn't a good little eight minute eight points. 
which kind of brought him back because he remember when he got tied, Corby? He started missing those tackles. What was it? Like oh yeah, three he or four, three. Yeah, yeah, just before he actually got pulled. You can tell he uh, came back late to training because he looks a little bit underdone. Actually, he you could actually see him panting. He was <laughs> stuffed. Uh, there was a few of them though. It was pretty fast paced. Um, first part of the game, but yeah, the interesting series, guys. Second game. He'll be uh, up against it, against the big boys at Para. Yeah. But uh, it'll be a good another another good game. Jesse punched out 51 minutes impressively, and Nelson. Big Nelson picked out 45, so good on the big guys. They were back at training earlier, but the big guys look like they can they can rock and roll for about 50 minutes. So it could be very interesting to see how that share, they share that moving forward, boys. But moving on to our next game, Warriors versus Knights, Friday, 6 p.m. So some... At the moment, Wade Egan and Bailey Sirenen, despite the fact that they've failed their HIA, both been named in the starting lineup. So maybe they will get an exemption to play, maybe a doctor's certificate or whatever they need. But Jack Murchie's in there at number 22, probably on standby. On the other side of things, Kurt Mann. I don't know how the hell he's been. He looked like he was about to have ACL surgery last week when he came on the field. But he's been named. He's fine. Bradman Best, I reckon he'll play. And Connor Watson as well. He had a bit of an ankle sprain as well, but... He looks fine, but Andy, stick, stick with you. Connor Watson, impressive from the bench, albeit from 5'8", but it kind of looked like that Suasu Su kind of starting, letting him take the, the impact of the this opening kind of 30 minutes might have worked. What do you kind of see? Do you think Connor will be back in the starting lineup? Oh, I think there's going to be that smoke and mirrors. A lot of all the coaches doing it, not all of them, but most of them doing it last year, just having that late, late minute switch like the Toby Rudolph to, who was it uh, last year when going to lock? Oh, Sorensen, yeah. Yes, or whatever. Yeah, they'll do that swap over. So it's going to trick us coaches all the time. But yeah, like you said, he did have a good hit out at um, off the bench, which he sort of maybe took advantage of that quick uh, play of the ball. And it worked out for him. So yeah. I, I see that switch happening again this round because it, it worked and they won. So why not stick with that? So yeah, um, yeah that's Connor Watson. Stick with him, boys, because a few people were doubting me, but <laughs> here we go. He was very efficient. He kind of reminded me of a small Wade Graham, the way he was attacking on that left edge. It still wouldn't surprise me if maybe edge is more of his, his goal as a ball-playing edge more than a middle. Who knows? But he's got plenty of versatility. But, Corbs, the other thing with, with Kurt Mann, we, we know that Blake Green's coming back. This is kind of the selection headache. Like, he nearly got out of jail here, Adam O'Brien, because – he was meant to be out for five weeks, Kurt Man. Now he's gonna he's gonna have to make a decision who to who to drop here. Yeah, I'm with you though. How is he playing after the way he carried on? <laughs> he was he's in a moon boot. He had a shower. He didn't even finish the game. He was on the sideline in his suit on the 60th minute in like a <laughs> brace. <laughs> I think we're lucky that, or for coaches that have got any players in these two teams, lucky that it's an early game of the weekend because. There is no way that starting 17 for each side is going to be taken the field. Yeah. I think there'll be plenty of players that will be pulled and taken out. What caught my eye is, um, and even the talk that Dom Young, I know he might not play this time, but if he's starting to get on that uh, reserves list and his name's starting to get brought forward, he's uh, pretty exciting. I know he's going to be playing in first grade and it's a lot different. Um, Phoenix Rosslyn, I was looking forward to seeing him maybe pop up, and I think we might still see him. And the Murchie, because, yeah, I don't think that there's two or three players on each team or lot you rattled off at the start. I don't think they're going to be playing. <laughs> what about the Jaden Braley lovers, including Adam Burden? Oh, they're... He's, he's hit a career game, and everyone thinks he's going to average 100 for the rest of the season. 
Like he's he's a thirty eight average career man. Like yeah. calm down. The rage trade was ridiculous, or the chat anyway, just on all platforms of fantasy inboxes, DMs. It was <laughs> yeah, people need to cool their jets. <laughs> was he, he's got the largest team in the comp running at him this week. So yeah, good luck scoring that well with all these Warriors forwards running at you. That's a good point, Andy. We'll see how many missed tackles he's got, right, mate? <laughs> All right, moving on, boys. We've got the Derby on Friday night, 8.05, Titans versus Broncos in the Gold Coast. Bit of news hurt me. Kelly's out for three weeks. He broke his hand on the weekend. That, was, that wasn't good with Aiken also. I know plenty of coaches had Aiken and Kelly, so that all hurt. Interesting with the Titans last week, they switched the two edges. Proctor actually played on the right. Fafita played on the left. And as you did mention at the top of the show, Andy, Fafita was in hospital for a couple of days as well. Broncos on their side, Lodges out. Flegler, he will join the starting pack. Ricky retains his place. Paddy Carrigan punched out 80 minutes, but Andy, let's start with you. What are you seeing on the Broncos and the Titans? Oh, I just I'm I'm following the hype train for Feeder. I think he's going to have an absolute mozza this year. Mm. If I, I have him in classic, I'm considering captaining him because him against his old club, he's left. He's with the new boys. He's showing he needs to show his like his uh, reason for leaving. So I think look for him to have a blinder this game. To think he had a 60 um, on the weekend, a very quiet 60, wouldn't he? And I'm shocked um, Asiata is back. I, I thought he was gone for, for <laughs> Another for one weeks. that was carrying on like a good sort. He, <laughs> he looked, looked like, like he was, he was dying. Yes. <laughs> Lost his arm in, in a war. But yeah, he's back. So the magic spray or the magic lemons, whatever they're doing, giving these boys, it's working. So yeah, keep it up. Mate, I got stuck into Jordan Ricky at the start of the show. He'll be marking for feeder <laughs> if they go with the same edges on the weekend. He could miss another 10. Yeah, yeah I think you're right, mate. <laughs> Corbs, what do you think of Milford, mate? Yeah, he looked good, but again, they sort of just had all front foot footy. He goes to water when they're up against it, and if Titans come, Titans will be filthy. Um, I think they expected just to win. I think all the Titans watched their full program docker and thought, yeah, we're going to kill it. This year. <laughs> How good are we? <laughs> and Warriors romped them. Um, yeah, he, he, he did look good. Oh, I'm wary of Milford. Last year, he, he had two great games and then he had a flurry of uh, ordinary scores so um, yeah it'll just sort of wait and see with him I think like you said you've got to just see what the patterns are with minutes rotations and see how played like one game isn't enough to um, panic too much with a few players yeah I felt for, I felt sorry for Milford they gave it to him on NRL 360 tonight about remember that uh, the kick and chip and chase with two minutes to go like, they literally had no nothing left in the tank. If he didn't try that, there was nothing else he could do. I actually applaud him for having a crack and actually wanting to win the game instead of trying to kick down the end and try to force a, force a turnover. I actually thought, like you mentioned, I thought his confidence was up. Those two tries that he set up, that's old Milford, mate. Yeah, they were good tries. It was exciting. Uh, is Coates supposed to be playing or he... He's been named, but he's, he must be in doubt. He was... surely he's, he's surely he's in doubt. He went. In, he went in an ambulance to hospital. He he couldn't. They couldn't let him play a week later. He's using the same magic spray that Asiata and <laughs> all his other players are. Yeah, I don't know what's yeah. in the oranges, but can we get a special mention to Jake Turpin as well? He he could have been even higher with that last minute uh, denied try. So yeah, everyone on the Turpinator. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. Kevy Walters has named four forwards on the bench and left Corey Oates out again. I thought that was probably the way that he could cover. That back injury from last last week, like add 
Corey Oates on the bench. Like, that's a bit of a weird one. Maybe he will add Corey and learn from his mistakes from last week. But let's move on. Let's move to the Saturday game, boys. 3 p.m., Bulldogs versus Panthers. Going to be spiteful. Old Trent Barrett versus Ivan Cleary for the first time. But it's interesting. A few good – mate, your boy, Raymond Fatale Marin, he makes his way back into the team. Jerry Marshall King, he's he's in number 14, so they return. Penrith's unchanged. But, Corbs, I'll start with you because I know you're a huge fan of Raymond and you've also got Adam Elliott. You've got both of them in your draft team. But do you see them staying on that left and right? Where the, well, Adam's currently on the left edge. Do you see that continuing? Yeah, well, I've, I'm going to have one on the left and one on the right, aren't I, with both of them? <laughs> I don't know who will take that. Uh, they seem to prefer that left where Elliot was playing, but that was Raymond's spot all last year. So um, if they do go both sides, like Elliot looked quite strong in attack, didn't he? He mm-hmm. looked good. So if they have two strike sort of second rowers, I mean, last week, Waddell wasn't so great. And then they've got two big bodies um, for Kickow and Capewell, who were equally just as impressive. Mm, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know who's going to get the left or right, but, um, yeah, it's good seeing him back in there. Definitely. Now, Nick Kotrick as well, boys. Seven tackle breaks. Scored a 46. Had a couple of errors early in the game, but he worked his way in. Andy, did you see this game? Because he kept swapping, especially on that last tackle. Wacko told us about him dropping back for kicks. Are you a fan of that? Uh, this is one of the one I missed, but he's a he's a winger. So, you know, he was a distar as a winger, so it makes sense him taking those um, runs from, from the kick like from the, the kick collects, I guess. Mm. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't make too much or it does make too much sense. Um, yeah, they missed this game, so I was sort of coming into much input. But I did look at the stats on the Panthers side, and the interesting was the the rotation of forwards. So we, Fisher Harris got your sixty one minutes, but yeah. your Moses Leota, your Matt Hodges, and Spencer Leonu all under forty minutes. So it's it's one. I wonder if that's going to stay the same, or he's going to start preferring certain forwards over other ones. Uh, don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, he's just got quality over the park. Izo did go to the HIA, so that 38 might become 45, I reckon. But apart from that, I think you're right, and I think that rotation will continue all the way through because I just know they've got quality players whether they bring anyone up. But, Corby, let's have a look at the wingers, mate. Brian Toho. Like, people were <laughs> laughing at when we mentioned him, and people going, you don't spend money on a winger. Well, guess what? You do because he's the best winger in the game. 184 metres, 12 tackle breaks. If he's not yeah, in the that, New South Wales State of Origin team, I am not here. He made Staines look like what he is, a 19-year-old. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, ending in Stain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he did get a lot of ball. He, he's nippy, isn't he, Stain? But Toto's just got that power. And he just, the big palm and um, yeah, tackle bus galore. He looked quite good. And on the end of that left edge, oh, he's going to be scoring tries. Yeah, for fun. What about Borhog Momo? How good is he? <laughs> Momo Ross. Yeah. Another one of our picks. Well done. He I don't remember him being such a ball hog, but he, again, he didn't really help Staines in the scoring department because he just tucked down the wing and ran it every time. Yeah, I liked it. But he could have nearly scored a 50. He dropped that ball over the line. So for him to hit yeah. a 40, he's going to have opportunities every week. You know, people were criticizing his try scoring that it wouldn't be sustainable. Get the hell out of here. It's He's sustainable. Already... Trust me, it's sustainable. He's going to get chances every game. Yeah, they look good left and right. They just they punched up the middle, <laughs> left, right, dangerous. The Panthers are going to be a team to beat again this yeah, year. Yeah, totally agree. It's going to be a steam train. Now, boys, let's turn to Manly versus Rabbitohs. Both pretty disappointing in round one. 
Manly, plenty of changes. Could be a bit of a spicy sort of pod here. Andrew Davey makes his way finally into the starting lineup. And then Cade Cust makes his way onto the bench. Jack Gruzowski, he's back onto the bench. Lachlan Croker, despite a poor game, he retains his spot. Kieran Forum apparently is in grave doubt, but Josh Schuster, he's been named in the number 18 spot. On the Rabbitoh side, you know, Uncle Wayne does not mess around. Josh Mansell, Jacob Host, both dropped. Jackson Paulo makes his way onto the wing. Keon Kolamatangi, he was always going to make his way into the lineup probably a little bit quicker than most people expected. But, boys, what's your thoughts? Corpus, let's start with you. Yeah, the Kolamatangi come a week late. We wanted him in our team last week. <laughs> the DPP. Yeah, Wayne, killing us. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to play the full 80, though, as well. So we'll get a look at his rotation, just see w- what sort of game they're going to get him to play because they've got Joy Arrow and then I think could Murray then go to out to that edge. Or, but he did fill in for Sewer last week as well. So, yeah, he did. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one there. He is a bit of a wrecking ball, um, Kalamatangi. So, yeah, that was... Uh, uh, interesting. I didn't think Mansell would get dropped so quick. Jackson Paulo. Well, I was Setting talking just right. heading into round one. I was saying, oh, Mansell is getting pushed by Paulo, mm. and yeah, then Mansell got named. I was like, oh, maybe I was off there, but geez, it didn't take long. Yeah, yeah one game is shocking, isn't it? Souths are going to be a nightmare to predict. I read an article with Benji Marshall today, and he said, look, I'm a utility player. I could be playing anywhere at any time. There's games where I won't even be playing. So they could be a nightmare. Like, he got on the field because they needed to change the flow of that game. He got 49 minutes. Have a look at who Keon replaced in host. He got 64 minutes. And we had a look at that trend last year with Wayne's edges here. They usually play 70. There's no doubt that Jaden Sewell was underdone. Cameron Murray actually got 74 minutes. Cookie got 80. He was very disappointing. That's probably the other thought. Andy, Cookie, are you worried about him? Oh, I don't think so. Look, maybe it's just the first first sort of game coming back. It was a bit of a tough one for him. Uh, but he's, if he's got Manly this week, surely with the, the terrible sort of star sort of team they have, surely he has a bit more of a go. Yeah. Um, I'd be worried if you do have him in, in uh, draft or fantasy, mainly because he's already lost you a couple of, couple of bucks here and there. Um, but yeah, maybe just one, like it could be a bit of a wait and see. But yeah, I'm glad I sort of went went to a different cooker instead. Yeah, boys, both of you here with Cookie. If he was to punch out 40s and 45s, and like let's be honest, he's a 60 65 guy. At what point in classic do you pull the trigger on this guy, Andy? Well, look, it happened last year, didn't he? At the start of the season, it was pretty slow. Then, mate, those last I think it was the last eight games, he just blew everyone out of the water and he's yeah. getting 60s, 70s back again. So uh, it's one of those things where maybe he just, he's just taking an easy start of the season, not burning himself out. And <sighs> look, he, I, he probably will be my team towards the end of the year this year because yeah. I just see him that star that star hooker that he, he is there at the end of the season. I do have that month. I like giving people four weeks, but Corbs, wait yourself, bud. Yeah, he could be playing the – he's got the origin period which you would think he would get, even if um, his form's a little bit off. Mm. And then, yeah, it's a long year, and they're talked up that they're going to be there at the end. Um, it, and, like, he could he could just the other night just throw the ball and let a lot of the, um, the outside backs and the strike do their thing. But then, you know, when the game sort of was a bit closer, I thought he would have 
tried to do a bit more. He maybe did leave it a little bit late. He seemed to go for a few darts, but it was sort of too late in the game. I don't know if he was leaving himself for that last 15 minutes mm. um, and thinking he could have a bit more of an impact. But, you know, when you're playing against the Storm, there's no easy period. But uh, who, they, who have they got this week? Who have we got him against, sorry? Manly. 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 Yeah. yeah, well, he's going to get that 15 minutes is going to be a little different this week. So we might see mm. if that was his plan or, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Learn Lock and Croker and Andrew Davies starting, but there's no doubt with Kustin Grosowski on the bench, it's going to cut into their minutes somewhere. What are we thinking, boys? Lock and Croker, a 50 30 split with Cust, and then Davy maybe a 55 25 split. Have you had a thought about that, Andy? I'd say so. Um, even if that is the case, Davy was almost running a point in a minute as well. So if he's playing the 50 minutes, I think he, the only reason why he's starting now is because he, when he got on the field, he was pumping it out. It was yeah. 10, 10 tackles, no misses. Um, I think he's there to make that, his, that um, spot his. Um, so if he can get 50, next week could be 60. And Jack Kaziowski could be off the team again on the forward on the bench. Yeah, I think with Davey, he's a big lad. Like, he's aggressive too. I think it – because Ciro is very aggressive. So it kind of gives them that one-two punch balance on both sides of the field. And I think they just got – owned in that opening kind of half an hour. And Jack Guzowski, I don't think that's really his go. I think he's a good player, but I think maybe coming off the bench might be more suited. And I think Andrew Davey, I've put him in my team. I've picked him up for this week. I unfortunately had to drop him in draft, and you've got him now, Andy. But if I had an extra spot, if I didn't have Turbo injured and I had Kelly injured, SJ injured, I've just copped. And then Angus Crichton getting suspended, I've copped it a little bit. But I'll 100% put my hand up if I could fit him. I think he's a good player. Well, I um dropped him. I dropped Tarek Sims for him, so I'm happy because either Tarek Davey on the bench from 35 minutes scored triple the amount of points that Tarek Sims did with 65 minutes. Yeah. So that was very disappointing. Uh, but why stick on that? Saturday 7:30 is the Cowboys and Dragons for the two boys for the two worst teams in the NRL. For them, Corey Norman's the only change to the Dragons. No changes to the Cowboys. When I look at the team list at 4 o'clock, I didn't care about any other game but this one because I knew that the spice could happen in this one. But even after talking to Clarky today, hearing the comments of Gordon Tallis, Mark Geyer, on you know the coach challenging Jason Tamulolo, I know they've known each other for seven or eight years. They must have a bloody good relationship for him to call out their best player in front of everyone, especially when it's 24-0. So you've put up no attacking points at all and you put all the blame on your lock. Like, I don't get that at all. But Clifford was the disappointing one for me, boys. Like, I know that I'm probably a little bit biased because I want Val to go back to fullback. But the thing is, Clifford, he was totally, like, he was meant to be this dominant half. Morgan kicked for as many metres as he did. He hardly run in this game. These four errors, he threw two passes to Cohen Hess that were just ridiculously forward, put him straight under the, the back foot. He missed five tackles. Like, it was ridiculous. But to your boy Morgan, you know, hats off to him. He, in terms of one shining light from that game, he was aggressive. His shoulder came off because he was he was hitting hard and he was running into the line really hard as well. So I think he might be on something if he can keep his health here, Andy. Yeah, look, I'm happy with this pick, um, mainly because of draft and also just because I was I put me I put me call out there. So I'm glad he scored well. But surely next, if they lose to the Dragons, or if this is a very close game where there's no points, that's something that's to change. Clifford's gone. Uh, Drinkwater back to six. Morgan to seven. Uh, Valentin Holmes back to fullback. You need to change something up. But yeah. Yeah, unless Payton is as stubborn uh, as 
as we don't know, I don't know, but <laughs> surely something has to change. What do you reckon, Corbs? Is he, is he doing smoke screens? Because there's no wingers on the bench either. So maybe Ben Hampton, maybe. But is this smoke screens, or are they actually going to go one to seventeen here? It uh, looks like it. It might be the old. I saw. Um, I can't think who it was. Someone chucked something up on Twitter. No coach will. You won't see too many changes because that's admitting you're wrong. That was wacko. Yeah. Was wacko. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I don't think so. I would hate to be. Any Dragons forward after Tom Malolo got that spray. Yeah. But Mitch, hey, Corbs, man, you had a chat about it. Out of a, a silly team, Mitchell Dunn. Mitchell Dunn was great on Saturday. Like, we talked about him having a little bit of X factor, being able to use the ball. They hardly touched the ball, but his defensive work rate, especially when you consider on that right edge, so he would have been coming against that left edge of the Panthers. He, he, he handled himself pretty well. No, he was, he was good. I was actually eyeing him off in drafts, pick him up uh, 48 points from your first game. Um, way better than the other second row, isn't it? Mm, definitely. Mate, Cohen Hess. Mate, how has Cohen Hess and Tarek Sins ever played Origin? Like, I don't want to disrespect the two of them, but they were, they were awful like, last week. Give me a run. I reckon I get more than eight points, surely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Let's move on to Sunday. A couple of attractive games to finish the week. West Tigers versus Roosters. Now, the Roosters have plenty out here. Angus Crichton injured. Jake Friend out. You know, they've opened up. Boyd Cordner's already out. So a couple of young guys getting an opportunity. Freddie Lussick comes in to start. Lindsay Collins whipped out 63 minutes starting last week. Jared Wehira Hargraves, only 30 minutes, but... Fletcher Baker, he's on the bench, and Nat Butcher gets his start. On the flip side, we've got Adam Dewey, he's back, and then Moses Embiid, he makes his way to the 14. For some reason, Tommy Talau, he's in there at 17. Thomas McCallie, Stefano, they look like they're going to be playing some big minutes. But, Corbs, let's start with you. What are you saying? Yeah, I, I went straight to the Tigers forward pack and just the two forwards on the bench. Uh, are they going to, is Embiid or Tommy Talau going to be that roaming? Like the Benji Marshall playmaker in the middle, uh, I'm not too sure. And then you were, were talking about Little. He was a little bit um, lapsy in defence, missing a few tackles towards the back end of the game. So Embai mm. could also go on at um, at hooker. But yeah, you'd expect some like Twile, uh, he Tarmel, they can punch out some big minutes. But then yeah. Michele and Stefano, they're going to have to get some big minutes too, you would think, with yeah. only two of them on the bench. Well, have a look at the minutes. 12 hit at 59, Joe offigan Harway 43, James Talmay, 47, he had a HIA as well. And then you the two boys you mentioned, Michele, 35, Stefano, 33, he had a HIA as well. So he could easily wrap up a 40, but you have to expect Moses Embiid probably hit a minimum 20, right, Andy? You'd think so. Um, whether he beats his last score of, what was it, 29 or 31, uh, he just didn't really do much too much at six, did he? Yeah. So yeah, and with with the way Dane Laurie played at fullback, he definitely cemented his spot there. So it's a bit of a tough one and an unfortunate one for him by owners being the fourteen. Uh, it's that like you said with um, Benji Marshall, he's that utility player where you just can't confirm his minutes. And yeah, for me, it's a bit of a, a drop for that. For that, but yeah. good news for Twiley and the two starting props, like we all said. Um, with two props on the bench, mate, Twiley could be in for another good season. 100%. Brooks, in a less than impressive effort, he scored well in fantasy, 64. He had three turnovers. I need to probably email those guys like I did last week. I want to know, <laughs> if the referee singles you out on the 10-meter penalty, does that penalty go against you? Because I don't think it does. 
because he was offside so many times in this game and none of them got marked against him. So it'd be interesting to see how they kind of have that ruling. But he only had 231 kick metres. Envoy actually had 127. <clears throat> so even with doing the team, and I expect Dewey to do some kicking, he's not going to lose too many points that way. He had four tackle breaks. So it was good to see Brooksy actually having runs. He had 87 metres gained in the game as well. So he wasn't scared. But I still see that Brooksy can score this 60 every week. He had a, he had a try assist as well. But... He just looks like he wants to touch the ball, and I still don't think – I think Dewey and him will be a good combination. I don't think Embi gave him any sort of – they knew where the ball was going to go every time. I think there's a lot less un, – there's more predict, un, unpredictability with Dewey being in the team. And Dane Laurie, boys, like Corbs, you have him, and you're a big fan of his, but he was outstanding. Yeah, he was good. Um, I mean, they were sort of getting monstered by the Raiders, and it was just defense, defense – to. Oh, his defence was more impressive in this game than his attack. Mm. He came up with some absolute beauties. And I know he did get the uh, – there was one where Ryan James hit him on in contact and the defenders either side of him just didn't press up and should have made got their bodies in front. He sort of took the punch and sort of just body weight took him over because Ryan James is about twice the size. Yeah. But um, apart from that, like just his positional play, he was really good. Like the Raiders could have got another – 20 or 30 points if uh, Embi was back there. Mm. So I, I thought, yeah, defensively he was really good. He showed his attack, but he's always lingering too around the ruck like so many of those fullbacks are, Teddy and Papineau. And now he's definitely not in their category. But, yeah, good signs for his first game there. Yeah, and just looking at the Roosters' side, probably Lindsay Collins is an interesting one, 63 minutes. I think that was inflated a little bit because they lost a couple of forwards. But realistically, he does have the, the coach's backing, doesn't he, boys? Like, I don't think that 63 minutes will stay there all year, but a good 45, 50 minutes might be in the crowd. That's where we're going to end Well, there's no injury to um, Jared Warrior Hargraves, were there? So there's no reason for him not to start uh, unless, they, for some reason, they wanted the impact of Lindsay on before Jared, but it's here we go. It's the same position again. So I don't think he gets 63 minutes unless it's on the HIA. But in saying that, there are a lot of young, um, new, fresh players on instead of experienced players. So he might have to play that role again. Yeah. So just thinking that now, it could be a bit of a pickup in draft or uh, in classic for this first couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. All right, last game of the of the week, week two, 6.15. They're killing me again. Cogrove, put in the Sharks last, I hate last game. 6.15, Sharkies versus Raiders. Funny thing, Andy's got no back, so he hit me up today. Who's Mulwini Perotti? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually, Andy, in the last game, he scored a 49, but that was kind of Sharks reserve grade versus Raiders reserve grade, so I probably wouldn't take too much notice. The Sharkies still missing Royce Hunt and Talakai, and the Raiders still missing our friend Jared Croker. But boys, Corbs, start with you. Chatty Townsend, great work. What six from six? His goal kicking looked first class, didn't it? Yeah, he was loving it. He's just looking so comfortable steering them around. Um, and yeah, Matty Morland even just they, they complemented each other quite well. But um, yeah, again, it's going to be a different assignment this week coming up against the Raiders. I don't think they'll have much as as much free reign as they did against the Dragons. And and you were saying it's going to be quite a wet weekend as well so that will yep. that could actually suit the old chatty because he'll be the kicking man and it'll, it'll be that slower game which he sort of said on the pod he likes that type of footy he so, loves it mate turning to the Raiders side of things Corbs getting a little bit of mate Jack Wyden you know we had a look at the stats before the season started with Josh Hodson favouring George Williams it happened again on the weekend 
What, what are you making of this? Are you are you a little bit worried? He's in your draft team. Mm, yeah, I would be. Yeah, again, like Whiten can just sit back a little bit because they, or the first half he didn't get any ball, but then second half he he was starting to get a little bit more. But the game was sort of one that they looked quite comfortable. But yeah, I don't know. It, it was a weird one. You, again, don't judge the first game, but he did favour George a lot more and. With that big forward pack, you'd be silly not to um, just play up through the middle third, and he did that. So that sort of takes those um, both halves out a little bit. Like their strength is their forward pack. Yeah, and, agree. And and the eight that don't make the team do, as well. Do you reckon they um they played with each other or back in England? Is there some sort of preferable? <laughs> they're good mates, so they're sort oh. of. Uh... Well, they're not that good. They didn't yeah. play with each other. They didn't. Pl- <laughs> they didn't Get some more down the gun. They played with each other in a national team, but not before this. Like because George is from Wigan. Josh never played at Wigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no preference. Just maybe just the. Hey, you're English. I'm English. Hey, you'll pass you the ball instead of Jackie. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, George Williams. He has a massive schnoz, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. It is, it is one of the best. He, he's easily got it for the NRL. He, him and Dean and Ned are getting room together. Boys, how, did, <laughs> how didn't Hudson Young get cited on the weekend? Did he get cited? How didn't, how didn't he from no, that hit? He didn't. The swinging arm. Oh, yeah, I know. that. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But speaking of people with swinging arms. Oh, Jesse Ramian. Jesse, Jesse Ramian. Oh, he, He'd be silly, didn't he? So he copped his three weeks. I don't know about the guy calling for a season ending suspension. <laughs> He's out of control, but I think three to four weeks, I think that's valid, right? He was a little bit of a dog shot, even coming from the Sharkies fan. Yeah, he he deserved time off. It was very dog. A like, special special mention to Bailey Simonson. Try assist and the school still scored, what was it, 24 points? So, true. Yeah. Hasn't really delivered to himself either. Shout out to Bailey. All right, guys, <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday. This week we're going to be – our first coach is going to come on. So the guy, his name's Ben, Ben Shim, Shimshul, and he finished third place in the 2020 NRL fantasy season. He was number one, actually, for most of the season. We'll also be having 2020 champion Tom Vaughan. He'll be joining us in the next couple of weeks as well. So we'll try to do this quite a, quite regularly and give you guys a little bit of different content. It's always great to – Pick the pick the brain of someone that's been there and done that. But this was suggested by one of our regular listeners and friend of the show, Kyle Lomas. So big shout out to Kyle for suggesting it. And it's probably something that was on our mind, but you pushed us to do it. So and it's great that the guys have jumped on as well. So expect some good content in the coming weeks. And we'll also give you back next week with our Q and A show. Before we leave, please head over to social media to follow Daily Player and Team Analysis, Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Talking League One on Twitter. Andy, your under Andy underscore what's eighty nine? Eighty nine. Is it Andrew or Andy? Andy Burden. Yep. Underscore. And then Corbs, you are JJ Corby. Um, just go on the Talking League <laughs> and you'll find it there. <laughs> just look up Goose. Don't lie. You looked up yourself on Google. <laughs> just go, just look up Ken Punt. Are we doing that tomorrow again? Yeah, I was waiting for where that would come in. Yeah. Actually, while you're here, to finish it off, you may as well, maybe people don't listen to the Q&A in Punters Club yet. Why don't you tell us what you won from last week, Corbs? Oh, this is just a cheeky little one to start us off for the year. Just put the um, the multi out, the storm into Toto anytime into Raiders with the line at minus nine and a half. Cheeky $7.80, I think I got it at. So tune in tomorrow and hopefully I can get another winner for the pod. Yeah. What's the easiest game? I'm going to put 
Uh, I haven't actually gone Panthers head to head into the Titans head to head into the Rabbitohs head to head. That's my multi for this week. I need to get on the board. But thanks, boys, for joining us on that Talking League. We'll see you again on Thursday. See ya. See you, boys.